The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. 306 on this Thursday afternoon. Thanks for joining us. It's uh, Jay Lynn and Andrew on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Thanks for sharing all your stories about Dave Semenko. More coming in. You can text us at 630-630. We'll circle back around this yep. afternoon. We'll hear more comments from that news conference that was held about 1040 this morning. But uh, do want to, you know, get to some other things sure. happening today. Absolutely. A couple of updates uh, for you. Very excited as I uh, left to get uh, coffee this morning. I mentioned this tree. We're on uh, crew number nine, by mm. the way. Now, uh, now, not all city crews. The ninth crew was Tellus, who came and put the orange flags in uh, and uh, spray-painted arrows along the grass to indicate uh, where things go. Uh, happy to report that crew number 10 arrived this morning. Um, they came to make sure that Tellus had put the flags down. So we're good to go. We're one crew away from a hole being dug. I'm telling you right now. this For thing what, is, though? Well, I would assume a tree. But will how many crews is that? But they got to get rid of the diseased wood chips first. Well, I'm hoping. Well, what am I? What am we I? We should just pick it up, put it in a in a garbage bag, and put it out in in the garbage. Told the city that uh, I wanted to do that, and they told me that that could result in a fine because that could spread to other. You need to call somebody about this. I'm. I don't want to at this point. I actually just want to follow along and see how this turns out because I'd forgotten about the wood chips. You're absolutely right. If if the crew, the next crew is the crew that digs the hole, they won't be able to if there's wood chips because you need the wood chip crew. So that crew is going to have to show up first. I mean, they both probably come with the same shovels. You know, you know what? Listen, I I figured out how to stop a $2 million new road from being dug up and having a 10-minute detour. Yeah. Um, along with my neighbors by emailing, calling the city and getting a hold of our city council. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to do a yep. detour route in less than a week. No, you, I get it. You need to no, no, do something. For me, no offense uh, meant to the city workers because as I've said <laughs> many late. times. Too ma- late. As I've said many times, you're just doing what you're being told, what you're being told to do. So I get it. Uh, for me, this is like watching a cat chase his tail. Uh, I could point out to the cat that it's, it's it, it, that's mm. your tail. I could, you know, grab the cat and just, hey, stop that, and it would. I don't want. I, I can sit for an hour and watch a cat chase his tail, and, and that's basically what I'm doing with the city. I'm just watching crew upon crew upon crew chase its tail in front of my house, mm. and, and I'm finding it honestly quite entertaining. Uh, also, as an update, mm. we mentioned, uh, of course, and maybe you noticed yourself, that uh, Tim Hortons had uh, started putting out Roll Up the Rims, totally out of season, uh, to celebrate 150 years of... Uh, of Confederation, um, Canada's birthday, of course. Uh, that's exciting. But now they've made another announcement. Um, this is less exciting to me. In fact, I'm grateful that this is only available in America. But Tim Hortons, that does have American locations, uh, they've added a poutine-flavored donut to its menu. Uh, but Is this, it flavored, or does it actually have poutine on it? The, the picture I saw... Had poutine had on it and gravy. Had actual poutine and gravy. So I don't... It's, but you know what? Americans pride themselves on eating darn near anything. So I think probably it'll be something. Mm. And if nothing else, it may scare them from ever invading us. Because if they ever, not that they had plans to, but you never know these days, uh, one bite of that, you'd be like, if that's what Canadians eat, <laughs> I'm not going up there. Or, you know, if that's what Canadians eat, they'll all be sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, well, this look, might be a good time to invade. How often do you hear about some new dish in the States where it's like this stuffed into that, 
Uh, I hear it every year when the right. parade comes to town exactly. or the, the carnival comes to town. What Deep fried and what, put on a stick. and What is that called? It's not the parade or the carnival. It's the car- what do you call it? The fair. K-Days. Oh, sorry. Exhibition, I think most people mm. call it, but K-Days. Do, do yeah. you actually call it the exhibition? Or is it the fair? Um, K-Days. Let's just <laughs> call it K-Days. Uh, the poutine donut will be introduced alongside a new maple Timbit oh. and a maple bacon ice cap. Mm. Mm. That's a lot of Canadian flavors. Have you ever all had maple up. coffee? Maple flavored coffee? Uh, I have. Yeah, you know my my sister in law had it when we were home at April in April, and it was really quite good. And where I shop, I can't find it. So like the little K cup things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of flavoring uh, coffee or beer. <laughs> Just they both have a flavor, and I'm. Sort you need of, to come over so I can make you a cup of the bulletproof coffee. I really don't want any, uh, and just not that I don't think it'll work or help me or or whatever else. But uh, I'm a pretty simple man, and I wouldn't want to well, put you through that trouble. I have simple tastes. Okay, because I, I would suggest that you're a very complicated man. Well, and I say that with with a great amount of respect. Sure, sure. I'm I'm a little stubborn and obstinate, and uh, I it's hard to change my habits but one of them is that I just coffee, like my coffee yeah like I won't even to be honest with you is it Starbucks or second cup where it's a vente or whatever I think that's Starbucks okay, I refuse to say that you know I want a large and I know I want a large I'm not saying vente for you okay I just want large and if you're confused as to which one is large um, you know what large means right I'll take the biggest cup you have and typically also... Oh, I think that's the grande. Oh, you're right. I'll take the grande. That, but see, that's what I mean. I just say I'll have the large coffee. And I don't want to hear... That's great that you offer all those other coffees, and it's wonderful that people enjoy them. Um, I would like something uh, black that tastes like coffee, and then I will put uh, cream and sugar in it. And uh, then that will taste like uh, a coffee. Did you say black coffee? Well, I, at Starbucks, I'll add my own. At Second Cup or Starbucks, I'll add my own cream and sugar. Because there, there was an interesting story from the other day. Oh? And the headline is, psychopaths like to drink black coffee. My <laughs> wife only drinks black coffee. Really? Is that a fact? It says, if you like to drink your coffee black, maybe you're a person who prefers strong flavors, is in desperate need of a pick-me-up, or perhaps slightly hungover, or you might be a psychopath. <laughs> I'll need a copy of this so, article. So, this was a study. It was published in the journal Appetite, and it found a correlation between the love of bitter flavors like black coffee and some less desirable personality traits. Really? Um, there was a survey done, of course, so between sweet, sour, salty, and bitter... They took a number of personality tests to assess their traits, the personality traits, mm. uh, focusing on antisocial traits like sadism, 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 uh, narcissism, and psychopathy. Hmm. And the study found preferences for bitter flavors were linked to psychopathic behavior. Uh, in comparison, people who drank their coffee with milk and sugar, Andrew, yes. you are uh, more likely to show agreeable tendencies like kindness, cooperativeness, and sympathy. You know what? I like that survey, and, and I love the way you read it. The study just didn't look at black coffee. Also, uh, participants who reported a fondness for radishes. Radishes, really? Celery 
and tonic water were also more likely to exhibit antisocial traits. Is that a fact? Because I, I swear my wife likes all of those things. I'm gonna don't throw that away. I'm gonna need take to take that home. Yeah, I will. I won't. Uh, I won't give it to Carol. I will just leave it on the kitchen table <laughs> with the mail. Highlight the radishes, <laughs> yeah. the tonic, and the black coffee. <laughs> and just uh, and then when she finds, I'll be like, I don't know what is it. Let's tonic it. water is a bit of a is a bit of acquired taste. I don't really understand anyone who likes tonic. Oh, water. gin and tonic. Sure, but you're putting something. Well, okay, yeah, I guess so. That's because sort of gin is a fizz. weird taste too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Hmm. I don't really have a take-home li- uh, pile, but I'll, pl- I'll create one over here. And radishes. We're growing radishes in the garden again this year. How is your garden? How does your garden grow? How's my garden grow? It's, it's doing well. I actually have to go check on it. <laughs> yeah, really. I don't think I have to hill the potatoes again any sooner. I've been told I have to hill the potatoes one more time. I thought you hilled the potatoes at your mother-in-law's house. That is, oh. Oh, that yeah, is your that garden. garden. Your garden is at your mother-in-law's Yeah, I have a number okay. of container plants at home. So oh. we're, we're doing um, hot chili peppers, habanero peppers, jalapeno peppers. We like it hot at the ranch. Okay. And um, this weird plant that has tomatoes on top and potatoes down below. There's no such plant. <laughs> it is. They've grafted. It's called It's called um, ketchup and fries. There's so, no such thing. There is, because Nancy Carlson has one, too. We talked to her about this. Do you not remember? And no. so they've grafted... Which is probably, but they've grafted the two plants to get together. So the potatoes grow on the bottom. The tomatoes grow on top. Okay. The tomato plant is, is growing fantastically. I've got five little tomatoes on it, but I'm finding that the, it's, flower, it's mainly flowering and not producing fruit. Next, you're going to tell me there's some mystical animal where you can get pork chops, ham, and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be a Simpsons reference. <laughs> Google I don't remember it. that. I'm I'm surprised to learn of this uh, plant's existence, but I'm steak more steak su- and fries. It's called really. I'm more surprised no, to learn fries and ketchup that Nancy Carlson talked. To, was I? I was. We here? had an entire conversation with her one day. Mm. You don't remember things. Well, I uh, no. Or I don't. you don't. If you don't care about it, you don't. No, remember. no, no, no. I would be totally engaged in that conversation. I just, you know, I get lost in Nancy's um, aura. In what? Her aura. She's somebody I watch on the news every night, so I'm a little, you know, I'm a little, what's the right word I'm looking for? I'm a little uh, starstruck when she comes in. Ketchup and fries plant. Okay, that's not even really a thing. You know, they, call, the, they also call it a tom tato. Look it. Look, okay, I'm, I'm just going to tell you that, sure, that plant exists, but I will say that finding it on the internet in no way makes it a thing. Oh, I bought it. It's in my backyard. I bought yeah. it at Coleman's Greenhouses. Huh. Did you know that's what you were buying? Yes. I, I thought I'd, I wanted to try one. And do they grow at the same time so you harvest both at the same time? I don't know. Oh, that's well, I, something I don't you know. need to know. Like, how do you know when to dig up your potatoes? Well, you usually dig up the potatoes kind of in the fall. Okay. And the tomatoes you can see, so you just yes. pick them when they're ripe. <laughs> that's right. Huh. We have one, too. Really? Mm-hmm. If you don't remember things, you might be psychotic. That's true. Huh. So my shepherd is psycho. He steals black coffee, says Ron. <laughs> Sean says, I'm a quiet person. Usually keep to myself and I drink dark black coffee. <laughs> Topher says, like Martin Crane from Fraser said, I'm a regular Joe and I like my Joe regular. Also, <laughs> I drink black coffee and yes, I'm a psycho. Okay, Chedville. How about uh, Jim uh, texting? I'm with you. He says, I'm with you with the city issue, Andrew. Mm. I can watch Stupid for hours. Sounds to me like you're halfway to getting a new tree, and the City Make Work Project has employed, what, 147 people so far to ensure a sweet tree will drop leaves and resin all over your car. 
Win-win in my books. You bet, Jim. Okay. Does anyone know why my uh, tomatoes are flowering but not producing fruit? Uh. I've been told they haven't been pollinated because they have boy parts and girl parts, and the, the, they, they haven't been pollinated properly. You need to... Uh, so I had to shake them. I had to vibrate them myself. That's not... I did. I Googled pollination it. at all. It is because they say usually the, the, the bees come around and the, the buzzing of their wings helps make the dust, pollination dust fall and helps fertilize them or pollinate them so they'll, so they'll turn into tomatoes. But when that's not happening, they won't fruit. Are you telling me that you were out in your backyard at some point tickling your tomatoes? <laughs> I was tickling the tomatoes. <laughs> that's, that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to see how that turns out. <laughs> I could I could sit and have a beer and watch that for hours. Me and Jim on the deck. Talk, talk about stupid. Watch it stupid forever. <laughs> Again, the, the type of tomatoes, I don't know what type. They're little tomatoes. Mm. Because some people are like, what kind of tomatoes? Are they? Again, they're called ketchup and fries. Because it has the tomato on top and the potatoes on the bottom. Oh. It's a tomato-potato yeah. plant. Totally. <laughs> totally makes sense. Is there a reason they did that, do you think? Uh, I'm not sure. Because you could just grow... Yeah, and that's what I did last year. It just grew the little tomatoes. They mm-hmm. were great. Well, haven't I uh, had your tomatoes? Yeah. Yeah. Like in a dish, they were... Mm-hmm. The last time I was at your house, were those yours? No, no. no it would have no, been no. last summer. Right. Probably in some guacamole, guacamole with the homemade... Grown homemade, the homegrown jalapenos. Right, that's exactly right. All right, uh, how about this? <laughs> Tomato potato. <laughs> and I can't eat either of them right now. <laughs> oh, how's that going, by the way? Really well. Yeah, Carol made a huge salad last night. Man, it was good. She makes a salad like nobody's business. Do you remember? Did I ever tell you uh, when Maddie was really young? Uh, and I don't know how uh, how this came to be. I mm-hmm. think probably her grandpa taught her how to make a salad. And she was so blown away by the fact that she could make a salad that she wanted to make salads for everybody. So she'd get up early in the morning and go downstairs and, as many kids do, uh, bring you breakfast in bed. But it was a salad, <laughs> right? So um, she would – and if you finished it uh, or hit it, she would go get you more. Like mm. she, So she'd follow you around the house. And I'm talking like five years old, six – like – even younger, maybe. But she would like mix up the salad, and nothing was cut particularly well or anything like that. It was, it would have a ton the of dressing. The fact that you were letting the five-year-old play with knives. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, it was a part of life. But, uh, <laughs> so one day, it's one of my, uh, you know, we have very, I have very few regrets in my life, but one of them is that one day I was uh, dealing with a problem on the phone with my agent. I was in a bad mood, and she came down into the office, and she had this huge bowl of salad, right? And she put it down and she waited for me to eat it. And she, as kids will do, she didn't care that I was on the phone, right? And I just covered up the receiver and I was like, Maddie, nobody eats salad for breakfast. And the look of hurt on her face, right? And I, I, I she doesn't remember it. I've told her that story and she doesn't remember it. But at the time I was mm-hmm. just devastated that I hurt my daughter's feelings. So this morning when I got back from getting coffee, I walk in, I smell eggs. Eggs are being uh, cooked somewhere in the I go into the kitchen, of course, and there's Maddie and... She declares, hey, Dad, look, I just learned another life skill. I Googled it, and uh, I know how to cook eggs, scrambled eggs, which, by the way, has got to be pretty much the easiest dish you can ever make. And so what is this now, 16 years later, 16, 17 years later, from salad days, she's now learned to make 
eggs. And so she's like, hey, I learned how to make scrambled eggs. And I was like, well, it's a shame we didn't teach you that when you were six. Like that, because I'm on a salad diet, right? Wouldn't it have been wonderful if at six you were making scrambled eggs and at 22 uh, you learned how to make a salad? And I got that same hurt look 16 years later. It was like, it was like no time. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't get the hurt look when you said to her, you're 22 and just learned how to make eggs. <laughs> well, really? Scrambled eggs, you break a couple of eggs, you throw a little milk in them, you beat them up, and you throw them in the in the frying pan. You know, this should not be in any way an indictment of <laughs> our raising of that child. But I'll tell you right now, we've talked about this before, how kids don't know how to change yeah, a flat yeah. or, you know, balance a checkbook. Just some basic or stuff. Just right, real basic yeah. skills, right? I mean, scrambled eggs, pancakes... Most breakfast foods are the first thing I ever learned to cook. And then after that, craft dinner or stuff like that, where when you move out of the house, you have some very basic cooking skills. You can at least do that, right? Um, but I don't think we've ever taught the kids hmm. to cook. I mean, they they prepare their own meals when they're on their own schedule, but it's all in the microwave. So it's just funny now. Like, that's only one generation removed from me. Yeah. And yet... And I'm happy for her that she's happy, but she's really pleased that she can make scrambled eggs. And it's, there is literally, I can't think of an easier dish to make. It's almost impossible to, to screw that up. Uh, and I mean, even if you do. But they have to be dry. They can't be wet. Right. Like, well, she some did people, ask. Some people like wetter eggs. I like yeah. my eggs dry. Well, she had it in there, and she'd watch, like I say, the, the video. And that's why I say on the Internet you can find out how to do anything. So she's doing whatever. And I said, she goes, I don't know when they're done. And I go, they're done when they're cooked the way you like them. She goes, well, how do you know? I go, you look at them. And she was like, oh. And I go, if nothing's moving anymore, if nothing's liquid, they're pretty much done, right? Yeah, some people like a little bit of... Mm. Yeah, I guess she doesn't. But then she asked me, she was like, so what happens if you don't move them, right? She's questioning things, which we taught her to do. And I said, well, then you make an omelet. Like, that's... Yeah. You basically can't screw up eggs. Put some cheese in there, some ham, flip sure. them over. Yeah, if you forgot to stir your eggs, just, right, add some meat and cheese. You got yourself an omelet. And then all you have to do is fold both sides over. Which, actually, I should probably teach her how to make an omelet. Because that would be the next... While she's excited about <laughs> learning about cooking eggs, it's only a matter of time before I can get her, get her to make that breakfast I really wanted 16 years ago. Do you eat eggs? I do. Do you like eggs? I love eggs. Do you like scrambled eggs? Scrambled. Uh, I like them uh, over easy. And that was my question. How do you like fried eggs? Uh, over easy. Ugh. Runny? Yeah. Mm. You soak that up with the oh. bread, with the toast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, it... It turns my tummy when I see my boys, because all of the boys, uh, coach and the kids, all eat it like that, and it grosses me right out. You slide out. the toast oh! around the plate and pick up what's left of the egg? You don't do that? Well, you're missing out, sir. You are missing out. You called me sir twice now. That is something that is a treat of mine, because I typically don't eat breakfast. So when I'm on vacation, and you should know this from living next door to me and, uh, on our last <laughs> listener trip, I order that every morning. I know. I love it. Those egg yolks down there were almost orange. Yeah, they're bright orange. Yeah. They're a different color. Yeah. Taste exactly the same. Yeah. I don't know what they're feeding them. Maybe they're doing it right. But yeah, they are a little shockingly orange when you first get them. Well. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.